You're listening to Classic Movies Live on Heatwave Radio, the pre-recorded show where we talk about movies that just came out. Today's classic movie is Velvet Buzzsaw, which just came to Netflix last week, uh, probably a few weeks ago by the time this comes out, and it is a movie with Jake Gyllenhaal by the guy who directed Nightcrawler. Uh, we're going full spoilers for this episode. We didn't try to, but it just sort of happened. So if you haven't seen Velvet Buzzsaw and still want to, watch that first, and then come back to hear our review. Here's the trailer. Critique is so limiting and emotionally draining. I'm hoping you find something to explain what's happening. Which one's better? One or two? Better or worse, no different. No different. I'm quite curious to know what you think. I think sober hasn't been good for him. Pierce was in the full bloom of alcoholism here. Exactly. Never should have quit drinking. No originality. No courage. My opinion. I can't save you. I found something. Who did these? They're mesmeric. A uh, guy upstairs, he died. And you just took them? He had my family or friends. I can make you rich. It's brilliant. Demand has people ready to kill. Have you ever heard of an artist named Ventral Dees? No, not in our records, and we have everyone. The artist used blood to create the reddish blocks. You ever notice anything about this painting? You look at it long enough, it moves. As I research these, I'm starting to think there's a disgust for the world of money. We spent decades in a psychiatric hospital for the criminally insane. There is some sort of power. Some spirit. It's connected to his art. <gasps> Truly goddamn strange is going on! This is a slaughterhouse. Are you aware that Dee's asked that all his art be destroyed? Help! Get rid of it. Box it off. I can't save you. People thought she was part of an exhibit. We're trending on Instagram. It's a major hit. All right, so we're going to talk about this in just a minute anyway, but can I start by saying just how bad that trailer was? It's so bad. That's fair. Anyway, we'll talk about that in just a minute. Uh, welcome to Classic Movies Live, uh, the pre-recorded show where we talk about movies that just came out. My name is Jeff. I'm Pierre. And today we watched Velvet Buzzsaw. So that's our classic movie for the day. Uh, Pierre, you want to you wanna talk about what this movie's about? Um, so it's about, it's a movie about art, art critics that discover 
is it art critics or well art critics and art gallery owners and stuff. yeah i never really got so like certain... two of the main characters are art dealers and one of them is a, is an art critic and like different supporting characters have different roles in between those i yeah. guess but yeah anyway so they discover this dead guy's art yeah and they take it for themselves and they present it in their galleries and try to sell it to people but it turns out the art's haunted and uh, yeah, craziness ensues. <laughs> haunted. <laughs> like I was, I was thinking about this earlier when I was trying to describe when I was trying to like describe how this what this movie's about just to myself. Is it is it haunted or is it cursed? Because like cursed sounds better. Yeah, because the point of the movie is I, they they only sort of hint at it. They never outright say it, but anyone who profits off the art dies. Yeah, yeah, directly profits. Yeah. yeah. Which, like, right at the end of the movie, I don't think this is giving too much away, but just right at the end of the movie, uh, some guy, like, sells, like, he finds some of this art and he sells it to someone on the street for five bucks. And, like, I'm pretty sure the implication of that is that he's going to be the next victim of the art or something. Yeah, he did. But, like, it doesn't mean as much as it could because the point never really comes across that the people that are getting attacked by the art are people who profited off the art. Yeah, I'm not really entirely sure how a couple of them did in the first place. Yeah. Like, Jake Gyllenhaal's character? Well, I mean... Because he's just a critic, right? He never sold it. Well, but he he gets a book deal out of it. Oh, true. So I guess he, like, indirectly profits from it. Um... (laughs) That, that, that sounds like it brings in a lot of philosophical questions on it. So this movie what? brings out a lot of philosophical questions. I don't think it intends to, is the thing. Yeah, yeah. More, <laughs> it's definitely, it definitely feels very shallow, and it there doesn't feel like there was any attempt to make it more interesting than it was. Um, but, yeah. Talking about not interesting, uh, can we go back to that trailer for a sure, moment? Sure, yeah, let's talk about the trailer. My God. So one of my friends... Uh, the way I first learned about this movie was one of my friends, um, he showed me he showed me the trailer on YouTube, and um, I don't remember exactly what he said, but he's like, hey, have you heard of this movie? Mm. And I watched it, and the first minute or so of the trailer, I'm all with it. I'm like, this is a cool thing. It's, it's a stylish, like, parody of modern art critics. Very cool. Something I really want to see. Yeah. And then halfway through the trailer, it turns into the most generic horror, horror movie I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. With, like, right down to the soundtrack being all, being just, like, I can't even remember. I think it's horror strings, but I don't even think it's anything from the movie. It's just, like, generic. In my notes, I wrote schlocky a lot. Mm. And, like, that describes it. That sounds like the right word. So, like, and I think you were mentioning the trailer gives away most of the deaths, which I guess are important to the movie. I mean, they're uh, kind of. Like, I didn't really care when I saw the deaths, honestly. So. Well, I mean, I say they're important they're... because every character that dies does, in fact, have a lot to do before they die. So I guess they're changing the movie in ways, but like it, it didn't. I get well, like they well, didn't mean anything. Yeah, well, when they, I guess the problem is like they never really fought against the art. You know, there wasn't any conflict. They just kind of. This movie brings out a lot of weird sentences in people. Yeah. Yeah. They never fought back against the art. (laughs) 
Yeah, out of context stuff. Uh, no, wait, 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 we're still talking about the trailer. Though. Oh, yeah, the trailer. Yeah, sorry. We're getting it off track. Um, but w- what else did you not like about it? Oh, that was all I didn't like it? about the just trailer. spoiled a lot? But I think that, like, well, and, like, to me it made it look really schlocky, like I said. Yeah. And I guess that kind of goes into what I didn't like about the movie, too. And I'm going to preface that by saying I didn't hate this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought I would call it an okay movie. I wouldn't call it good, but I also wouldn't say it was a bad movie necessarily. Mm-hmm. But, like, the same things I didn't like about the trailer, I mostly didn't like about the movie. Like, the horror scenes were kind of over-the-top, like, modern gore porn type stuff that didn't really mean anything. Mm-hmm. Like... They were, I guess, a little bit shocking in that they were not, they were, they were sort of, they weren't really shocking at all. Like, at, at their best, they were interesting scenes that didn't have much of a place in the movie. Mm-hmm. And at their worst, they were just like weird, uncanny valley CGI things that were more silly than they were, hor- than they were scary. Yeah, yeah, the effects weren't very good. They couldn't the, pull it off very well. Yeah, the one that always stands out to me is there's a scene... There's an early death. Um, it's not really early in the movie. It's probably like almost an... I'm going to say it's probably like 45 minutes in where a dude gets pulled... Like, he's he's uh, just survived a car crash and he's he goes into a an abandoned gas station to like wash off his wounds and stuff and as he's looking in the mirror he notices that there's a painting of monkeys behind him and then the monkeys reach out of the mirror and like pull him into the mirror yeah and it's the stupidest looking thing in probably <laughs> the whole movie and it i know it's not supposed to be is the yeah. thing like it's stupid because it's so poorly executed on every level the monkeys look dumb like they don't look enough like real monkeys to make sense and they don't look enough like the art to actually make sense in the context of the movie they just sort of look like bad cgi monkeys like maybe jungle book type stuff (laughs) and then like it's just a scene that doesn't mean anything or do anything for the plot and then there's a lot of scenes like that in this it's just it's just like that yeah Every scene that's like that is just bad. Yeah. But, like, I guess there's a couple of good horror scenes. Yeah, but... there's a couple cool death scenes, but they didn't, again, they just still didn't really mean anything. Well, like, know? okay, so I thought that the best ones were at the very end, where, like, one, one of the characters is killed by, a, by an art piece. That, the art critic is killed by a piece that he, near the beginning of the movie, specifically didn't like. Yeah. Like, he goes up to this piece at the very beginning of the movie and is like, this is really pedestrian and it's not very good. Just mm-hmm. No accounting for taste, I guess. And, like, at the very end, he's cornered by this animatronic, because that's what it was, in a hallway. Just, like, and the animatronic is only delivering, like, the lines that he was supposed to deliver anyway, which are, like, really grim lines about the American dream and not fulfilling the American dream or something. And he just gets chased down in the hallway and killed by this animatronic. Yeah. Which is probably the only scene in the movie that actually feels earned. Mm, yeah, like, it's kind it, of a callback. Yeah, exactly. It, it's, it's actually fully. It, it actually fully pays off. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, there's also a scene where a lady is like eaten by paint, which sounds a lot stupider than it actually is. It, like, it looks very stupid it is a, too. To be fair. <laughs> okay, it it wasn't fantastic, but I thought that it was a pretty cool death scene, all things considered. It was framed really nicely, I guess. Mm. Um. Anyway, for the most part, the effects in this movie were not good. 
No. Well, and, that's a, kind of a Netflix thing at this point, I think. Well, but it shouldn't be, because, like, all that Netflix does is throw money at things. So, like, why is Netflix throwing money at subpar things? But I guess that's a philosophical discussion Well, it might just be time, something but... that, like, they just kind of want to rush it out, you know? Well, they didn't, but the the, this, money, movie, but this movie was already done by the time Netflix bought it, is the thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, uh, this wasn't this wasn't fully funded by Netflix. This was bought by Netflix. Because it, it felt a lot like a Netflix production. Yeah. And related to, I, I noticed with... Like, the cinematography and lighting and stuff, Netflix productions are usually, like, very flat, flat lighting, very boring cinematography. I noticed the aspect ratio was more shot like a TV show than a movie. Hmm. It was taller, which I don't know why. Um, and it just it just felt like it felt like a Netflix TV show, honestly. That's, huh. So maybe, it really... was, maybe it was fully funded by Netflix. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure it wasn't, yeah. but uh, I did not look into that specific aspect mm. of it. Okay. But yeah, just like the whole vibe. Like, I guess it didn't really know what it wanted to be. Like, it was a movie that looked like a TV show. Um, it was a horror movie that also wanted to be like a, a critique on art critics at the same, or a satire on art critics. And where it got close to that satire was the best parts of the movie. Yeah. Because that's what it, that's what, I don't know if that's what it wanted to be necessarily. Mm-hmm. But that's what this director is good at. So this director also did Nightcrawler, mm-hmm. uh, if uh, anyone listening doesn't know. And Nightcrawler was a great movie that was like, that kind of, it, it combined the two elements that this movie wanted to be really well. Like it was, it was a thriller that was really scary where it had to be. And other than that, it was sort of a send up of like local journalists. Mm-hmm. And it did it really well. Like, the journalists in that movie were completely uncaring, unfeeling monsters, Mm -hmm. but also human. Yeah. Which I feel like, well, that's what this director can do well, and I wish that he'd written this movie more like Nightcrawler. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know how long Nightcrawler took to make. Maybe he maybe he'd been writing Nightcrawler for ten years and <laughs> yeah. he just like started this one after Nightcrawler and that's yeah. why it didn't work out. Yeah. Or maybe he knows more about journalism than modern art criticism. I don't know. Well, that's a good point though because yeah, Nightcrawler he really it's a sat, it's it's like a, a quote unquote satire oh, yeah. on on journalism, but it doesn't like make fun of it. No, it shows like how scary it is, you know? Yeah, and, and how like messed up the industry is. So like. It used, like, those aspects to it's, make a thriller, whereas in yeah. this case, it used the art critic aspects to make it more humorous rather than scary. Right, you know? which I felt like there's there's a really good idea in here. I don't know if there's necessarily a good movie in this mm. movie, but there's a really good idea because, um, because of the character of Jake Gyllenhaal. And we'll get back to him later because I feel like we're rushing ahead. Mm. And I think you you had mentioned the cinematography, mm-hmm. and I know you wanted to talk more about that. Okay. Well, like, how how did it make you feel when you saw it? Like, did you notice, like, I don't know, like, cinematography is kind of hard to, like, completely analyze because there's, like, so many yeah. different shots and at, at different aspects to it. But, like, when you were watching it, did it make you feel anything? Like, No, not yeah. at all. Yeah. Like, when I was watching, like, when you asked what did it make you feel... I literally felt like I was watching a movie the whole time. Like, that's it. Mm-hmm. It's just, there's nothing special. Mm-hmm. Like, it didn't make me feel particularly tense. Mm-hmm. It didn't make me feel anything, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, it just looks so bland. Mm-hmm. It might have been, like, I guess the locations weren't that great either. Like, they were, like, most of the most of it was shot in, like, an art gallery. And those, like, I don't know, it was just, like, a white space. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 
So maybe that was a problem too. Because art, like, like, you know, art galleries are usually like very well lit. Um, there's not really many much room for changes, but I, I think they could have. Well, I'm thinking in that regard too, they sort of messed up using, they sort of even messed up using modern art criticism to, uh, to add levity because what they should, they should have played up every aspect of this movie. Like the horror parts should have been more horrifying, not more outlandish, but like should have been scarier. The modern art parts should have been way more extreme. Like the locations were a lot of it did take place in art galleries, but also, um, the, the parts of it that didn't take place in art galleries took place in like people's homes like the homes of people who were obsessed with modern art or the offices of people who were obsessed with modern art. So there should be art everywhere. And these should be really weird looking locations or at the very least interesting and artistic locations. Yeah. And instead, like Jake Gyllenhaal's place was a house <laughs> and Jake Gyllenhaal's girlfriend's place was an apartment. And it was all just like the same kind of, you know, rich, posh, very clean. Yeah, Nothing, beige walls. Yeah, doesn't some cupboards. Didn't reveal anything about the characters or anything. No, the these sort, were just you know? these were just like locate these were just hotel rooms that they'd paid for is what yeah, it looked like. Essentially. And like there was no personality, and that's I mean, if there's anything about art I'm I'm an amateur art critic myself, mm. and if there's anything I know about art critics and artists, it's that there's it's that they're full of personality. Mm -hmm. So it's weird that this movie, that the characters in this movie had so little personality. Mm -hmm. Yeah, with you know very few exceptions. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess uh, it felt like they wanted to go for a, a Zoolander type scenario. Have you seen Zoolander? I have seen Zoolander. Yeah, where they they're just kind of mocking. What I guess in Zoolander it's male models, but it's, you know it's the same there. It's like this really posh part well, but, of society. But like, they don't really do it though. To That's draw a weird comparison to Zoolander, Zoolander does it better. A lot because better. <laughs> Zoolander, it's it's making fun of models, and again, models are full of personality. But every location they go to has that personality. Mm -hmm. Like his car tells you a bunch about Zoolander. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Mugatu's dark basement that has almost <laughs> nothing in it yeah. tells you everything you need to know about Mugatu and mm. everything you still need to know about Mugatu after that mm. you learn when they go to Mugatu's office I can't remember what it is but like you know the next place they go to where yeah. Mugatu is I know what you mean yeah so Zoolander is full of personality for all of its characters mm -hmm. and this movie just didn't have any of that yeah it just felt well, really boring like it, it felt like he didn't really care yeah you know the director, actually so on the on the on the on the note of no personality i kind of felt like the character to me it felt like the main character was uh, Zawe Ashton's character mm -hmm. who is uh an understudy of the of Rene Russo's art dealer like mm -hmm. she's a young art dealer essentially mm -hmm. um i don't know that she was supposed to be the main character but she kind of got more screen time than most other characters mm -hmm. so she kind of felt like it and she, I don't know that she knew the role she was playing. Like, I don't know if that, if the actress knew, because I, I'm sure she's a great actress. I haven't seen her in anything else. But, like, in, in certain scenes of this movie, she was, like, trying to be, but not quite uh, a 
like the last survivor in a horror movie. In other scenes, she's trying to be the straight man in this movie about eccentric people who aren't there, apparently. <laughs> uh, but, like, because she she's trying to, like, mix those two roles, and because they're... And because they're two vastly different roles, but both of those roles are, like, emotionless anyway, the only thing she manages to do is come off completely passionless throughout the entire movie. Yeah. Which sucks, because most of the movie is centered around her, and her performance is feels really phoned in, which I... I don't know. That feels like it's really mean to say, but this is a movie about critics who are mean, so I don't mind saying that. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, like, if you think about it, like, what what would you describe her as? You know, just boring. A person. A person. Like, that's <laughs> exactly, it. Exactly, right? I've got nothing. I, I have no good words to describe. If, if I were writing a review of this movie, yeah. I wouldn't even mention her, and she's the main character. Yeah, that's the worst part, yeah. you know? And, and she's also, you know, the one that does everything in the plot. Like, exactly. the plot revolves around... Her actions mostly, I guess. Yeah, the best characters in this movie are affected by the plot mostly tangentially. Mm-hmm. They don't actually do anything to drive it forward. Yeah, well, that's a problem, too. Like, yeah. why do we? Why are the characters we actually are interested in have nothing, no control over the movie at all? Exactly. You know? So, well, yeah, it's just it just felt like, you know, he couldn't give one character both, you know? They definitely could have reduced the amount of characters, too. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of characters that just were, felt like dead weight. Well, I mean... In a way, isn't that kind of the point? Because they needed more deaths, so... Uh, yeah, they needed more <laughs> deaths, but... But even so, like, they could have just cut down on the time of the movie. Like, the, the movie, like... Like, the first death happens, what, 45 minutes in or something? Honestly, uh... I have... So I have some... I have some very... Potentially controversial things, like... Things they could have done to fix this movie. And mm-hmm. one of those would have been not necessarily cut down the number of characters, maybe even increase it, but, like, cut down the screen time for a lot of the characters who die. Mm. Because there's one character in this movie that I actually really liked. I don't know what you thought of her. But her entire role in the movie, um, for at least, like, the for at least the first half, was basically to discover that people had died. Whose is this? Uh, oh, the, yeah. and <laughs> the like, assistant, I yeah, guess. Yeah, and... Every time she screamed, it was the same overdone horror scream. It was yeah. terrible. But that role is perfect, and I really liked her in it. I just, I, I, I think she could have done a little better job. Yeah. But I really liked a character whose entire role is just to discover dead bodies. And, like, <laughs> I think that... I think that if they'd played up the modern art angle a little better, that could have been a really, really good role, especially if there were even more characters that died. Like there's one scene, uh, there's one scene where a character um, dies right next to a piece of art, and when they open the gallery, the janitor just steps around her because she thinks he thinks that she's just part of the exhibit, mm. and then people start coming in and they don't even say anything because they think she's just part of the exhibit, and then kids come in and start like walking in the puddle of blood yeah, yeah. because they think it's just part of the exhibit, and like. She's sitting there for probably 12 or 15 hours, dead, lying in a pool of her own blood, until the one girl comes in and discovers that she's dead, because that's her role in the movie, is to discover that people have have died. And, like, I thought that that scene was delivered really poorly, 
But I thought that with a few tweaks, that would have been the best satire on modern art that mm-hmm. that movie delivered. Yeah. The problem is that scene was delivered as a flashback. Like, it was over the phone, someone talking about how this, how this lady's body was discovered. And what it should have been is we should have come in with the, uh, like, the scene right before that is her in the art gallery. Uh, they actually show the death. But her in the art gallery uh, going over to the piece that she really likes, that she dies next to, because... Um, it's been, it's being kept well lit so that she can see it before she leaves the gallery. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think they should have stopped after showing that that scene was, that that piece was well lit and then just cut to the next day, people coming into the gallery, maybe even the kids coming into the gallery and like seeing that there's this dead body right next to the, right next to the artwork and like not even realizing that it's not part of the art. Mm. Like, that's how they should have presented that scene. Yeah. So that it's even up to the viewer at first to fi- to real- to figure out, like, is this is this art or is this a horrific death that's just happened? Mm-hmm. Or is it both? Yeah. Because, like, that's the point of art criticism in the first place, right? So it they should present that. They should present it as, like, kind of a stupid criticism problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they didn't, and I feel like that would have made that scene a lot better. Yeah, that um, actually could have been hilarious if yeah. they did that properly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, they just took out. It's like they. It was like an anti-tension scene where they like they show you like they show you everything. They explain it to you, mm-hmm. and like they're like basically holding your hand through like the discovery of this stuff. And it's like so, like why would you, why would you do that? You know, in it a reminds movie? me. It reminds me a little bit of Bird Box in a way. Mm. Um, you've seen you've seen Bird Box, yes, right? Yeah. Okay. So uh, Bird Box, the way that it's structured, I'm not going to dwell on this for too long, but at the very beginning of the movie, we see three survivors. One of them is an older woman, uh, and the other two are small, are like little kids. kids. Yeah. And then they go back in time, and they show the woman and a bunch of people who clearly are not survivors, so they're all going to die. Yeah. Was... So like the way that that... I actually liked that movie as well, uh-huh. but the way that that movie's structured is exactly what you just said. Why even, why show us the outcome if, if by, why even show us the outcome, yeah, why even show us the outcome if by going back and showing us the rest, you're just, or by showing us the outcome, you've just removed all the tension from the rest of the movie. Like later on, she meets a group of, like a small group of survivors, but they're not around in the end, so clearly they all die. Mm -hmm. She meets a pregnant woman. Oh, well, I guess that's where the other kid came from. Mm -hmm. And then I guess... She's gonna die too. Yeah. Just everyone dies, and you already know it the moment you see these people. Yeah. And like, it's on a micro level, that's exactly what happened with that scene. Mm. Yeah, you can't do that with like plot related movies. I yeah. Guess. I still, you know, like, I know they did that with uh, like, off the top of my head, like Forrest Gump did the mm. similar thing or well, Deadpool. But like, the point is, like, you didn't really care. Like, but, there weren't, there, there wasn't much plot. It was just about how the character got to that point, you know? Right, and and it's it's kind of an important balance because, like, in Deadpool, uh, they sh- they're showing you how the character got to that point, but you don't exactly know where that point is. True. And when they show you, when they go back, you don't know if that point happened five minutes later because it totally could have. It's not like everyone on Earth is dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, or if it happened several years later, like... Deadpool wears a mask. You have no idea how much what the time frame is on this. Yeah. 
And for Forrest Gump, um, his sto- he's still alive, and like he can just get up off that bench. Like yeah. anything could happen after that point. Yeah. And um, so it doesn't. So you know you can be interested in what happens before that point. Maybe that will inform mm-hmm. what happens after that point. It does. Mm-hmm. So you can do flashback scenes like that. You just have to not give everything away. That the yeah. fla- you just have to not give everything away by showing that it's a flashback scene. Yeah. So um, yeah, it definitely could have been executed better. Yeah. You know, a lot of those death scenes. I mean, if this is a movie about... For a movie about modern art criticism, it wasn't very bold. No, not at all. It uh, it just... It didn't try a lot of... It was, it was pretty... It was pretty timid. Yeah. I'd say the biggest problem, though, is, like, just the lack of conflict throughout. There's no challenge for the main characters. Mm-hmm. The only, like... Because, like, I, I, I guess, like, from the start, like, once it starts killing people, your first thought is, oh, okay, so the art is probably going to kill people until there's no one left. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, like, generally where the mind goes when you start. But usually, you know, movies subvert that by, like, offering, oh, this is how you can kind of get out of it, right? Right. There's a way. Um, but, like, the characters don't even try. Like, I think Jake Gyllenhaal... I should know his name, but that's how bad the movie was. Jake Gyllenhaal's character, the only... I think Norf. It's Norf or Morf? Whatever. Oh, I don't um, But he's the only one that, like, tries anything. And and by he, the time he does, it's too late. It's too late, yeah. And it's already, like, an hour and 40 minutes <laughs> into the movie. Yeah. So, like, oh, finally they're doing something. What he tries is to have the girl who uh, keeps not having a job because all of her employers keep dying. Yeah. He tries to get her to itemize his collection, which That wasn't a good sign for Not him. a good sign, but kind of an excellent di- a kind of an excellent conversation. Yeah. Like he's frantically driving away like you know, he's frantically driving trying to get I guess to oh, trying to get to the warehouse where his collection is and he's like on the phone with her offering her a job to itemize his collection because he knows he's going to die. Yeah. Not to, like, help him get out of anything, just to itemize his collection so that his collection is safe. Yeah, that's Which, all he cares about. Man, Jake Gyllenhaal, like, good mo- this wasn't that good a movie, but it's almost worth watching just for Jake Gyllenhaal. I could kind of see that, like, yeah. He's so good in this movie. He's good. He doesn't carry it, though. That's the problem. No, it's the problem. Yeah. Um, because they, he's not in enough of the movie. No. Like, he's the best part of the movie. He's the top-billed person in the movie. Mm-hmm. And he's... And they just don't... They don't focus on him enough. No. Um, so I guess his point... Jake Gyllenhaal plays the art critic, essentially. Like, there are other critics in the movie, but he's the main one. And, like... His whole... His whole character description is that he has such an... He, like... He is God in the art world. Like, mm-hmm. if he reviews your piece or your installation and uh, he doesn't like it, you're dead as an artist. Like, literally one of the artists tries to kill himself after he, after getting a bad review from Jake Gyllenhaal's character. Yeah. Uh, and um, so the thing is, he's also really jaded. So even by the start of the movie, he's giving lots of bad reviews. Mm. Um but then he finds uh, this. He finds this this dead guy's art, and he's just fascinated with it. And I really wish we knew more of why. Like they show us the art, which is already a good step because uh, 
I was listening to CBC, so this is not entirely my own opinion here, but in a lot of movies, um, they, in a lot of movies that are about like someone who's done, who's created the greatest work in some field, they won't show what that work is. Like Mm -hmm. if some, like I I just watched a movie called the wife, Mm -hmm. uh, her, it's about a, it's about a, uh, a woman who's married to someone who wins the Nobel prize for literature they never read any part of his book, which is fine because that's not what the movie's about. Mm -hmm. But like in movies like that where someone's created something fantastic for whatever reason, they usually hide whatever that thing is. Mm. And they didn't in this movie, which is cool, except that they also didn't tell us why it's good. Well, that's the problem. That's why they do that. That's why they hide it because... You know, it's like once you build something up that much, then you start to wonder, like, that bothers you. It's like, wait, why is it so... Right. Interesting. But I guess in this case, because it's like literally like a movie about art, mm-hmm. they kind of have to show the art, especially because like a lot of the horror scenes exactly. involve the art. And um, I just w- I, I wish that they'd shown us not. I don't want a character to come out and say this is specifically what is good about this piece of art. Mm-hmm. But like, I wish that they'd shown us a little better the effect that the art had on the characters, because every single character in this in this movie was completely blown away by how in, how by by how incredible this art was. Mm-hmm. And usually the only way they could describe it is like wow, this is so good. Mm-hmm. And like they're art critics. They have better words. Yeah, their true. job is writing about art. They know yeah. how to describe art or their characters should. Yeah. So they should have described what's good about it because like I didn't like any of the pieces really. <laughs> But I'm open to I'm I'm open to the idea that it could be good art if they would just tell us why it's good art. Like, was it the brushwork? Was it the was it the composition of the materials? Did it actually look good? And I just have bad eyes. Like, I have no idea what it was. Unless that was part of the point of the movie. Like, maybe it was which trying m- to satirize like how which maybe it was. Everyone just kind of falls for it, even though there's like nothing really special about it. But maybe. they don't. They don't. But point they that don't. Out at all. But they don't go far enough in the movie where that's relevant where that works yeah um but uh anyway jake gyllenhaal they should have focused more on him because Mm -hmm. his plot is um he's an art critic who once he discovers this art he i guess i guess the fatal flaw he makes is that he signs a book deal to write a to write a biography of the artist so he Mm -hmm. starts like researching this artist and as he's researching this artist he starts to go he kind of starts to go insane Mm -hmm. not really mostly like he's just he starts to become even more jaded and more obsessed with this guy and like eventually um just kind of starts getting scared of the art like he doesn't really go insane he just kind of gets scared Mm -hmm. and like there are I was talking to you outside. Um, movies, uh, like the movies The Number 23 and Secret Window um, aren't very good movies, but uh, those are movies with uh, Jim Carrey and Johnny Depp about people who go in, who go insane because they get super obsessed with something. In The Number 23, it's Jim Carrey literally just gets obsessed with The Number 23 and then goes insane and I think kills someone. It's weird, but... Yeah. Those are exactly what this movie kind of should have been mm. because Jake Gyllenhaal should have been more affected by the art than he already was and he would have been if he'd gotten more screen time. Mm. Like 
literally just show more Jake Gyllenhaal and they would have had that covered. Mm -hmm. This movie should have been about Jake Gyllenhaal discovering haunted art and going insane because of it. Yeah. That would have been interesting too Mm -hmm. because it would have been kind of a kind of a revenge or not kind of like he got what he deserved you know because he was like kind of a dick at the start and he only thought about himself but then he's kind of you know getting his just desserts whereas like in the movie he's just like he's a dick at the start but then like he doesn't do anything to deserve the death either you know not really not directly no you know if anything his death serves the overall plot rather than his own, which is a little bit of a shame, if that makes sense. <laughs> well, if the overall plot is just, like, killing all the characters. Yeah. Because that was essentially it. I mean, then, yeah. the overall... And, and that's the thing, is the overall plot isn't as good as his own plot, yeah. and his death doesn't... And his death Mean-much. only serves to just kill off another character. Yeah. Which is, like, that. I think that was a big part problem with the pacing, too, is that, like, it just felt like... Someone dies, people are, oh my god, that's so scary, and then they like kind of chill again, and then someone else dies, and it's just but over and over again. the deaths again. come quicker, a little bit, a little bit quicker every time. <laughs> wow, you got me there. <laughs> no, I was still... The first bit. death took probably 45 minutes. The second one, 20? 20, yeah. Uh, but for the first for the first 40 minutes, I was like, wait, what? what is this movie anyways? Why am I watching this, you know? Yeah, I was... like, Basically, I wanted this to be Nightcrawler, and it wasn't, and I'm, a, and I'm very sad. Yeah, because I, if it was if it had just focused more on Jake Gyllenhaal and been more about him specifically as an art critic, it would have been better as a movie about art critics. It would have been better as a movie about modern art. Mm-hmm. It would have been better as a piece of modern art, mm-hmm. and it probably would have been better as a thriller. Yeah, and as it was, it sort of all four of those things. All four of those things kind of fail. Yeah, which is sad. I, I'd say I've definitely lost. I mean, how many movies has this director done? Like, I think this is like third. Second or third. Like, it's not very many. Yeah, so, but I I definitely say Nightcrawler was probably uh, more of a lightning in a bottle effect rather than any actual solid talent, in my opinion. I will... Because after watching this movie, I'm just like, this guy does not understand movies at all. Well, if I see another movie by this director, I will probably watch it to see if it's... I mean, to see what it is. I'll give him another chance, Mm. but, like, I definitely feel where you're coming from there. Mm, Yeah. Um, what else do we got to say about this movie? So, uh, the title, Velvet Buzzsaw, (laughs) means nothing. Yeah. Barely even comes up. I'm not entirely sure. And it's not like a particularly compelling title. No. You know, it's Um, just... It doesn't even mean anything necessarily about modern art. No. Or at least they never, they never make a case that it should. Mm -hmm. I guess Velvet Buzz, those words could be applied in a way that like means something but they never do i guess that's the only way the title pays reference to the movie is that it also means nothing yeah <laughs> it's like the rest of the movie so in a way like... maybe the title is the best part of the movie yeah true <laughs> because uh, it perfectly embodies what this movie is about uh, nothing yeah that, that's just kind of sad wow for starting off this episode saying that i didn't hate this movie <laughs> we basically <laughs> this has been a really really bad review I, I guess we said Jake Gyllenhaal was good Jake Gyllenhaal was really good and we said it had some cool elements but other than that I can't think of anything else that was there good. were I do want to say that like those those two deaths that I already touched on that were that I said were cool they are very like they were cool enough that at the very end of the movie when I saw those two deaths in the ending sequence I'm like they filmed these first and tried to build a movie around them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but, like, that's what they felt like. Is... I could see it. Those definitely had the most heart Yeah, for sure. Them. 
Because like the dude getting pulled into a mirror with monkeys meant nothing and was stupid. It was <laughs> it was really dumb. Yeah, you're like, wait, how did he? Wait, so we got, I can't even remember, like, he got pulled directly into the mirror and he just disappeared, right? Like, yeah, yeah they never find a body. Yeah, he just disappeared. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love how after that scene, too, the Rene Reese's character, she, like, calls him on the phone and she's like, you, where you at? <laughs> he's like, he's missing. What, what are you talking about? He's just going to answer his cell phone? What? Doesn't he, doesn't, doesn't he have, a, like, a voicemail or something that says, uh, oh, no, it's someone else. But No, I, no, it's him. He's like. Hey, it's me. I'm not at the phone right now. And then that's it. Oh. But I don't know. It's just. Did you notice he had AirPods in the whole time, too? Did he really? Wasn't that so weird? Oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't notice that. It's, it's just because he was too wealthy and everyone around him. <laughs> was, like, which he was couldn't funny hear because he was like the poorest person in the movie, technically. Man, but. that character, they built him up just enough to the point where I wonder why they did it all. Because he didn't mean anything to the story. He, he, he didn't profit off the art at all either. That's no, the he thing. didn't. I guess he was on the payroll of the person who did. So, yeah, but, but that's like, but like so... Here, this movie should not, be, should not be making us ask questions about the philosophy of money changing hands. Like it this sh- should be about modern art. It should be a lot more clear. Because it has a rule. as like whoever... Like they, I think they explain it pretty vividly. Like whoever profits dies. But then... They, they say that. They don't ever explain it to the point where I'm 100% sure that's yeah. actually the case. Yeah. So it's possible that, like, it's something else entirely. Mm. But, like, that's the best we got to go on. Mm-hmm. And it's... It, those rules aren't adhered to. Yeah. Because there's no reason that, like... If, if the curse affects people who profit off the art, then the only reason he died was to affect his his boss. Mm-hmm. The only reason he died was because that would hurt his boss, mm-hmm. which sucks, and also that doesn't make sense with the rules that were given. Yeah. Or the rules that are implied, at least. Yeah. But, like, he had, a f- he had probably two or three lines of dialogue before he died, and they established that he was, in fact, a character. And then he died. And, like, after he died, no one cared. So, like, he was built up just enough that I wonder why they built him up at all. He either should have had nothing to do or should have been much more of a character. Yeah. Or, alternatively, like I was saying, there should be way more characters and it should just be about a... And they should have way more deaths. Mm. Like, probably more mysterious deaths because the ones that they showed outright were not good most of the time. They're not good, not... I I guess just... I'm sorry, but like the whole idea of like art killing people and the way they filmed it was just so, just so stupid. Yeah, like, they could have done a lot more. Like, doesn't he die? He dies because. Well, here's the thing: is the monkeys, but then like also so, he ca- they the art makes him catch on fire. It's just like what? And why was there art right under him too? You know what I think they should have done? What? Not shown any deaths. They mm. should have shown the, like every single shot. Like when they show when they had deaths, the best part of what of whatever scene they were showing was the end where they showed the aftermath. Mm. Like the that was scene, the interesting part. Like the scene of the truck, like the scene of the truck crash the crime scene of the truck cra- crashed into the uh into the gas station. The scene where the security camera footage where they're showing the lady lying next to the uh, sphere. Um the scene at the end where the woman who got eaten by paint is just in the painting. Mm-hmm. Uh those were all the more interesting scenes of those death scenes. Yeah. The death scenes themselves, 
with the possible exception of the paint one, because I thought that, like, they clearly spent a lot of time on it. Mm. The death scenes themselves were silly or bad. Yeah. Like, the woman who got killed by the sphere, it was... She put her arm into the sphere, and then blood, like, gushed out of the sphere. (laughs) And I'm like, this is... This is a saw scene. Yeah. This isn't what this movie should be. I actually kind of I actually that scene was kind of cool because I like they they did build that up too a bit. The the whole <laughs> hand sticking in the glass That's true. Thing. They did you know what? Maybe maybe I could amend my earlier statement by saying they could go as far as to show her put her arm in. Yeah. But like because they built that up. That scene was another one that actually had payoff. Yeah. I just felt like the scene where there's just blood gushing out of the sphere wasn't very good. Yeah. No, to be, well, to be fair, like, I think it's kind of sad that, like, the only thing I can think of that's good in this movie is like, oh, that, that scene kind of had payoff. Yeah, that, that's, it, that's one of the better scenes in the movie yeah. because of that. But even, even, if they had, even if they just had, you know, my version of the scene earlier, it still would have paid off because she was absolutely enamored mm-hmm. with that sphere mm-hmm. and then to see her dead next to it that's payoff yeah it could have been a lot more haunting yeah too. yeah anyway yeah uh well, well we are almost out of time here okay so uh that's velvet buzzsaw what would, yeah. what, what would you say would you recommend this movie <laughs> no unless you like are really sleepy <laughs> i mean at the end of the day, it feels more like it feels like like a Netflix movie, and mm. I wish that that didn't mean what it means today. Mm. Like I wish that it feels like a Netflix movie still meant, you know, what it meant when House of Cards had just come out. Mm, yeah. Uh, so if you need something to put on and just like turn your brain off for a while, it's fine. But like it shouldn't be that. So in a way, it's really disappointing. And if you actually <laughs> want to watch a movie, you could do better than to watch this one. I watched Mary Queen of Scots yesterday. I would recommend that one. All Wouldn't right, recommend cool. this. Cool. Watch Mary Queen of Scots. Watch instead. Mary there Queen of Scots. There's our review for Velvet Buzzsaw. <laughs> Mary Queen of Scots out of 10. Watch that one instead. Um, what's our movie next week? Lego movie? Probably the Lego movie. All right. Lego so uh, Everybody watch Mary Queen of Scots and then also watch Lego Movie because that's the one we're going to be talking about next week. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and don't watch Velvet Buzzsaw. Yeah, there don't watch Velvet Buzzsaw. So you're caught up and, uh, well, there's all the spoilers, so now you don't even need to watch it. <laughs> yeah, we didn't really say, spo- I think we can just assume we're going to talk about spoilers. I'll, I'll put it in the description. Okay, cool, yeah. Yeah, um, this has been great. Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah, see you next time.